This week on Podcast 17, we talk about a variety of portal maps, Philip visits us from Planet Philip, and we get an interview from Gabber of the Curse Team. So get comfortable and ready for Podcast 17. Welcome to another edition of Podcast 17. This is episode 11225 on February 1st, 2009. And we have a great number of treats for you this week. This is going to be a good episode, I think. Um, I am, of course, William Cubic Virtuoso, your host every week on Podcast 17. And this week we have Thomas, as usual. How's everything going, Thomas? Great. I just had a uh, realization here. How does the number scheme work on this show? We're not going to tell anybody. It was actually Philip's idea, and uh, which get, leads me to my second point. We have Philip on the show, returning. Yay! Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome, <laughs> uh, welcome me. I suppose. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm welcome too excited. You. I can't speak. We have so many people on our forums asking when you're going to come back, Philip. Oh, we, we had one person, it. William. One person was asking. <laughs> <laughs> so many people is one person. Well, people just like you better than they like me or Thomas, I guess. Uh, I think it's maybe my accent. I have this kind of English accent that they like to hear, perhaps. Yeah, it is It is sexy. I like it. I would plow that. I would definitely <laughs> plow that. Thomas, today, you sound like a little bit like a pirate. There's a little bit of R in your voice there. Have you got a patch on your eye or something? Yar, I have a patch on me eye, and I have termites in me legs. <laughs> <laughs> That was a good impression of a pirate. A Canadian pirate as well. Eh? A Canadian. <laughs> were there any Canadian, Canadian pirates? I don't know. Maybe there were. I don't know. We have a lot of lakes and rivers. <laughs> I mean, we've got the St. Lawrence that runs through half our half our country. So, so you got pirates it? on the lakes. That'd be quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. And uh, also this week, we have Gabber from The Curse. How are you doing, Gabber? Hi. Fine. Hi. You're fine? Yep. That's good. Back to what Thomas was saying, though. Thomas was a- asking, what's, what's the big deal with the episode numbers? I think now's the time to ask the listeners. We've been, we've been doing this secretly, and nobody's ever mentioned anything. Except you, Thomas. You're the first one to ever mention anything. <laughs> I bet it's... And nobody's really, nobody's really figured it out. I bet it's, it's not hard. Function. I mean, if I thought of it, it can't be very complicated. <laughs> so I'll, I'll I'll put this out there, and if any listener thinks they have the answer as to what our transmission numbers mean, then uh, put it on the comments, and maybe after my Las Vegas trip, if I win lots of money, you'll win some sort of prize or something. You going to Las Vegas? Yeah, I'm going to Las Vegas in uh, two weeks. Wow, you lucky pirate! Actually, I might have to figure out a way. I don't know. I might not be able to do the podcast unless I can do it on my phone or something. Shock horror. I don't know. I've never missed a podcast. Oh, well, you'll just do it in the hotel room. You'll be like, quiet down over there. I'm recording. Actually, I might do it in the hotel room. That would no, be really cool. Do it on the gaming floor with all the gaming noises in the background or while you're playing poker or something. <laughs> That'd be so cool. That'd be yeah, super it? cool. That would be super cool. Okay, anyway, moving right along, we've been talking too much. You guys are just jabbing along. But that's okay. Um, Podcast 17 news. You guys, any of the listeners out there might have noticed that we removed the uh, 
the Flash stream on our website and replaced it with a direct link. The reason is, is we're pumping out really high quality um, podcasts now, which are the same size. So we don't, um, you don't have to download more bits and bytes. Um, however, when we implement that stream, that flash stream on our site, it degrades the quality of the audio. And it actually sounds really, really bad. So we had to pull that and replace it with the direct link. We're going to see if we can bring back that flash player. Um, but we're going to have to somehow install some new codecs on it. So in the meantime, you're going to have to like download the podcast manually. Or, of course, you can subscribe to iTunes uh, through iTunes. Um, that's actually a really good way of getting podcasts. If you haven't already done that, or I think Songbird does it too. I don't know. Nick uses Songbird. Uh, and I think, yeah, you, you can subscribe to podcasts through Songbird too. So if you don't like using the Apple capitalist propaganda software, then uh, you can use Freeware, a.k.a. Songbird. So that's it for that. Um, we are still looking for um, video and audio editors. If you're good with video... Um, we need you. So you can email us at feedback at podcast17.com or just comment in the show notes and we'll get a hold of you. Um, basically what we're looking for is anybody who's good with video editing and can, uh, can has some time in their week that can take some Fraps videos and uh, edit it over the podcasts every week. So... Um, you, if, you're, if you have some experience with that, email us and we'll probably ask for a demo. Um, we'll probably ask you to demo about 10 to 20 minutes of a past podcast. So if you want to get started on that, then you can go ahead and do it now. But uh, we're looking for somebody to do video casts for us because there's a lot of people who are asking for that as well. And uh, lastly, I was just going through our forums this week and uh, I noticed there's kind of a discussion about interviewing people outside the realm of mod development, um, like just normal mappers instead of... Uh, you know, the, the regular mod scene that we do. And we are going to do that. Uh, I just don't want... I don't want to promise anything right now. But uh, the way we're doing our interviews is we're getting all the big mod releases from 2008 out the door. And then we'll start with interviewing people like uh, 3D Mike. I'm actually looking really forward to getting that set up. 3D Mike is one of my favorite mappers. So it'd be nice to get just straight up mappers slash modelers on the show to have them talk. Or maybe a few mappers and modelers from different projects all in the show together, um, which would be nice. And of course, um, Philip just mentioned in chat, he will be interviewing single player mappers for a sort of mini show for Planet Philip. Is that correct? Are you going to call it like a mini show or what are you calling it? I'm not really going to call it anything. I'm not going to make a big deal about it because it's not going to be a regular thing because I can't set aside a, a time. It's really going to be when I've got a chance to chat with people, whoever want to chat with me. So it'll just be part of the PP, but it'll be a, like a joint Podcast 17 thing as well. Exactly. So there'll be no separate name for it. Okay. And what, what Podcast 17 is going to do is you're going to take those interviews and splice in the highlights. And uh, we'll put in all the good stuff and leave some good stuff uh, for Plant Philip as well. And then uh, we'll say for the full interview, um, go to planetphilip.com and you can listen to that. So we will be splicing these those into our podcast in the future and expect, I think next week we're doing a double interview. So expect that. Um, and that'll be really cool. We're double interviewing Creeds and probably Mudda Sheep from Halfquake. So... That is what we're talking about, and that's Podcast 17 News. Phew, that was a long list. Philip, 
You said you had a special announcement for us this week. Yes, I'm incredibly pleased to announce that um, the Strider Mountain team has contacted me and because of my long association and begging and um, all of the money and the chocolates I've been sending the team, they've agreed to allow me to have an exclusive. Now, later next week, we're not going to give you an exact date, but it will be late next week, there will be an exclusive trailer and a little bit after that there will be a pre-release. Now, the pre-release is the first five levels. They've decided to do it this way because they've changed the um, SDK that they were building the mod for. Instead of going for the EP2, which has given them a lot of problems, they've decided to revert back to Half-Life 2, which means that the full mod will be a little bit later than they expected. But they have the first five levels working, and so they've decided to release those on Planet Philip before anywhere else. And after about a week, it will be available all over the net. So sometime late next week, you will be able to play some of Strider Mountain. So thanks to the guys for that. And I'm sure everybody will love it. Yeah, that's great news. Strider Mountain. If, if anybody remembers, we interviewed uh, the guys from Strider Mountain a couple episodes back when Philip was still co-hosting. And uh, they totally sold their mod to me and i'm sure a lot of listeners out there yeah they're gonna get thousands of downloads for that oh. mm -hmm. it's gonna be one of the better releases of 2009 for single i'll be player. sure to download but, it for, like oh just and curse and curse can't forget yeah, that curse. One too but <laughs> just uh, the page that planet philip has for strider mountain is just beautiful with all of the media and information it's just really top notch and i'll give you guys a hint it's released on something on it'll be released on a day ending in day I won't tell you which one. <laughs> Should narrow it down for you, though. <laughs> All right. I think that covers it up for, uh, you know, our news. Now let's get into Straight from the Mouth of Valve. And uh, this, of course, is our segment where we talk about Valve-related news. And they released a massive TF2 DoD source, source engine update. Um, just to let you all know that. Uh, now the server browser, if you noticed... Um, is a little bit different for some things. You can go the quick list or the map list or uh, the... Um, you can switch between that new server listing option. I don't like the new server listing option. Does anybody else like that? No, I think it's rubbish. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it just clutters the whole server list. I like having everything condensed so I can search sort through a whole bunch at once. I don't know. Um, and then I guess, Philip, you said they launched a YouTube channel? You want to tell us about this? I didn't know well, about this. Yeah, I just when I restarted Steam today, um, I noticed that it's like in the update news, so probably most people would have heard about it by the time they get the podcast, but they've set up their own um, YouTube channel. So oh, at the moment... Cool. Sorry? That's very cool. Yeah, I mean, I think they've only got some TF2 videos out there at the moment, but I'm sure they're going to get... Um, Lots of other stuff, and it'll be a really uh, interesting place. I don't know whether they're going to allow other people to sort of post their own um, Valve game um, videos or not, or whether it's just going to be them posting theirs. But either way, it's like another community if you want to see videos from them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and other things that they updated in this is a whole bunch, like I said, a whole bunch of Team Fortress 2 updates. Team Fortress 2 is still big and strong. But, uh, of course, Day of Defeat source updates, which we don't see for a while. Just a little bit uh, client fixes, client command fixes. Some source engine fixes. Um, and, of course, like I said, the server browser fixes. They removed the minimum ping filter. I'm not sure why. Um, from the map list, I guess. Maybe it's a little bit buggy. They Sorry, they renamed Quicklist to map list. 
regardless, I don't use it. I don't care for that, so whatever. Um, not very good system in my opinion. All right, moving on. Um, we're going to start a new section again. Uh, I know we keep throwing new sections at all the listeners, but uh, we like segregating things. <laughs> um, portal releases. We're going to talk about portal maps because Philip actually provided us with a very good website. Maybe he doesn't know he did it. But uh, in the valvecommunity.net site, I noticed that myapertureLabs.com was posted there, and they post a lot, or a lot of really, really good um, portal maps. So anyway, um, starting off the list is um, Spielhammer. Did anybody play these portal maps before I begin, before I just go down them real quick? I'm um, sorry, just never had time with all the postings on PP. Sorry. Mm-hmm. No, that's okay. Um, the first map is Spielkammer. We're going to go these go through these really fast. And it's a simple playground map. Um, you're in this open box. You have a whole bunch of buttons. You can spawn a whole bunch of different things, like the companion cube. You can sp- spawn a whole bunch of turrets. You can even spawn zombies. Um, and then you just play around. That's really all it is. It's just a box. It's not too exciting, but if you want to practice, I don't know, maybe your continuous jumps or something like that, this is a good practice map. Um, the next map on the list is map one. And this one's actually pretty fun. It's somebody's first portal map, so um, you have to kind of deal with the easy puzzles a little bit. But some of them aren't very easy puzzles. There's not much to say about this other than the fact that it's, uh, you know, it's your normal portal map. You just got to go through puzzles. I recommend it if you like portals and uh, you like playing through custom maps, then go out and play it. Um, It's fairly large. It might take you about 15 minutes to beat, which is kind of long for a portal map. It's just one map. So give it a shot. Uh, That's map one. Then there's the Scrobblesoft Map Pack. Um, kind of a weird name. But the Scrobblesoft Map Pack... Um, now their link doesn't work. Here we go. Yeah, it doesn't um, work for me either. Just gives me a map to, list. Yeah, you have to scroll down a little bit, and it's listed there again. Um, the Scrobblesoft Map Pack isn't really a good map pack, and I'll tell you why. It's somebody's first map, but what they do is they throw a whole lot of particles at you in a lot of the chambers, so if you have kind of a slower computer like me, um, it's not going to run very well. And there's a lot of brush errors, a lot of places where brushes aren't meeting each other, a lot of holes in the map, um, which he just kind of fixed by putting, you know, a hollow box around it, which is never a good idea. Um, A lot of texture errors. um, So I wouldn't recommend playing this, but maybe recommend playing the other two. And then lastly on our portal releases is Some Assembly Required, which is on uh, Planet Philip. And uh, you played this, Philip. Why don't you tell us about this? Yeah, yeah. It's um, The reason I've started adding uh, portal maps on the, on the site is because I played a couple and, and was quite interested with them. So if you see any on, the, on my site, they're likely to be old. And this was actually released in October 2008, so it's a really old one. It was just quite small, had a few interesting puzzles. Um, there was supposed to be an Easter egg, but uh, I have to admit, I'm just so bad at Portal. I mean, I've got maybe six maps that I'm stuck on, and I've at this moment I've given up because I just can't get past them. And some of it's to do with you know the skill about jumping and then going through the portals and getting faster and jumping, and others because I just can't figure out what to do. So, uh, if you're an idiot like me when it comes to Portal, then maybe this is a good one for you to play because I finished it. So you know that's a, a good sign. Yeah, I found some assembly required really easy, to be honest. Um, uh-huh. some, of the other maps, <laughs> some of the other maps that I mentioned earlier were a little bit harder than some assembly required. But I think my top map for this week um, would be map one. So if you had to play any of the four 
um, maps from Portal this week. Play map one. I had more fun with that than the other four. I liked some assembly required. It was very professional, but uh, map one was longer, and it just entertained me for a longer duration. So. No, that'll be my next um my next one then. All right, uh, moving on to the release list, and this is, of course, where we talk about all the releases of the week. And we're going to actually start out of order here. I know you guys are looking at the agenda, but I want to start with Zombie Panic Source. Um, and I know Thomas has a lot to say about Zombie Panic Source, but before he starts, um, let me just talk uh, for a little bit. They, they released 1.5, and what 1.5 includes is their new um, barricade HUD system where you go around these maps and you find red hammers, and when you get a red hammer, you get kind of like a piece of plywood in your inventory, and you can barricade doors. And for those who aren't familiar with Zombie Panic, um, it's basically um, a round-based game where one person is randomly chosen for the alpha zombie, and uh, everybody else are pretty much survivors, and the survivors have to survive. And if you get killed by a zombie, you become a zombie, and it keeps going like that until either um, the time one runs out or um, you kill enough zombies so that their tickets go down. Yeah, the, the alpha zombie is called Whitey. They call him Whitey, as Thomas says. But anyway, it includes the new barricade system where you can barricade doors. I actually like it. Um, it's a very, very good system where you can rotate the blocks around and you nail them into the wall. Um, and then it also includes some new hand models and new maps. There are some really good maps out there. But, Thomas, why don't you tell us about Zombie Panic? Alright, so in the most recent update, 1.5, they have added quite a bit. Uh, one is the barricade system that I'll get to in a minute. Uh, but one of the more interesting things is that they've gone through and they've redone like just about all of the weapon animations. And this was really nice to see. Um, one of the main features is that uh, if you're chosen to be a player model... There's not one set of generic view model hands. Uh, each character now has their, you know, their individual hands. So uh, you're not going to be a black cop with a set of white hands. Uh, you're going to have, you know, black hands. So they've got that dedication to it, and that just adds a really a higher level of immersion. You, it feels less like a, a Counter Strike game, more like Zombie Panic, and that's that's really good. Um. One of the things that uh, struck me was the new animations. Um, some of them are really good. Some of the animations are really good. Others, I felt, were really, really weak. And uh, some animations, like uh, the melee weapons, I don't know, they just don't feel right anymore. They feel very... uh feel like there's no momentum in them, which is kind of unfortunate. I really don't like the new M4 animation because how he reloads the weapon would cause a stoppage and the weapon would jam. That's just me being the nitpick, but at least the animations before were proper in the sense that your weapon wouldn't malfunction. Now, getting to the barricade system. This is a really easy system to use and I think that they can really take this places, but it still doesn't feel like a key component to the game. Like, I've maybe, I was playing Zombie Panic last night for a few hours, and I maybe found a red hammer once, maybe three times. Like, it wasn't, wasn't as, in, it wasn't as important to the game as I thought it would be when they introduced it. So, you know, I, I hope they take, continue to take it further, but I still prefer, like, putting couches in front of the door, 
uh, maybe stacking shares and stuff like that is a more effective system to me thus far. What I sorry, what I noticed is that uh, there was a lot of people coming into servers saying, "I want to try the new barricade system," and everybody was like, "How do I do it?" And then somebody would say, "Well, you got to find a red hammer." So ninety percent of the people playing Zombie Panic Source were just running around trying to find red hammers. Um, I'm not sure why they limited it. Why can't just everybody start with a sort of barricade? Wouldn't that be better? Wouldn't that be more interesting if if you could have like multiple barricades? Because they're so sporadic and sparse throughout the map. It's hard to really monopolize on the new barricade system. Yeah, I like know. I saw the the demonstration video they put up on Mod DB, and the character had like I think it was like three two by fours, and I was yeah. watched that, and I'm like, all right, you know. It almost looks like you start with these things. They're all over the place. And then I realized, no, this guy must have gone to every single room in the entire map to get those three boards. Like, to me... Which is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, like, they should be just lying about. And I don't know why they decided Red Hammer was a good indication. Like, why not just have a big board lying in the map you can pick up and, you know, walk and stick on a door? Like, I don't know. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Can the um, can the zombies bust through the um, the barricade? They can, but the the boards are reinforced pretty good. Like the again, the mod DB video shows uh, one of the boards taking a three fifty seven handgun shot and still there. And I'm like, okay, that might be a bit much, but no, the barricades actually do slow the zombies down, which is great. But that's what you want to do in these games is you want to. You want to do more of that, you know? Then it will feel more like a survival uh, zombie game like you've seen in the movies. Sorry, we just had a hiccup in sound quality. Um, But anyway, the barricade system is good. Um, I just think they can do more with it, like you said. It's just kind of weird. Any other gripes about Zombie Panic Source, Thomas? Um, yeah, I mean, is the is the nail size wrong for the type of board? I mean, is, should it be a tungsten nail or should it be a nickel <laughs> nail? You know, I mean, because uh, clearly Thomas is like really into the details here, and perhaps the hammer is the wrong weight and distribution. I mean, you've got to think of these things, you know. <laughs> well, he's I picking think, on you, Thomas. I know he's picking on me, but seriously, <laughs> if you pick up a red hammer and you don't see a board, you're not going to instantly think barricade system. But if you pick up a a two by four, you know exactly what you're getting. And yeah, I felt I felt the same way. Um, when I was actually looking for the, when I wanted to try the barricade system, I was looking for two by fours. I wasn't looking for a red hammer. Of course, I didn't read the read me like ninety percent of the people who play video games, but uh, I I really was. And then when I couldn't find any two by fours, I was going up to random boxes and trying to hit E. I was like, maybe I can pull plywood off of these boxes or something. That would be these, such a uh, great idea bust like a table no i'm serious like yeah no i agree those breaks that'd be cool yeah i think you should be able to to nail the dead zombies to the wall as well fix one of them in the doorway according to the rest of you you come in here you will be crucified (laughs) another thing they should do is they should whatever weapons you get you should be able to make a like a almost a hole in the floor just in front of a doorway so that when a zombie comes in, the, the floor crashes and they fall through the hole. <laughs> oh, that'd be funny. Okay, so maybe... You should just be able to nail everything. Obsessed. I'm just a little obsessed. <laughs> Alright, I think that's enough about uh, Zombie Panic Source, but it's out. It was the big release of this week. That's why I kind of wanted to start with it. Um, and then secondly, 
Um, this is what I'm going to say the surprise of the week. And Thomas and I were talking about this before the show. And Half-Life Rally actually released a new beta out of absolutely nowhere. It was so ridiculous. Um, I was just checking ModDB one day and I saw that they released a new beta with 55 fixed maps. Um, ModDB isn't working right now, so I can't really open that up. But uh, 55 fixed maps, that's just ridiculous. And it just came out of nowhere, eh, Thomas? Yeah, like, I remember playing this mod, you know, back in the day when it was still popular and had lots of servers. And it was, you know, it was pretty fun. It had its hiccups. But when I was browsing the ModDB page, you know, just seeing what was out, and I saw Half-Life Rally, and I'm like, wait, what? Is this, like, a, a source port that someone is working on, or... And then I saw that it was an original, and then I checked the date to see, okay, is this like a hiccup? Is this like recent? And I think it well, was, what was it, uh, July, or January 29th, 28th, it was something like that. And I was like, wow, this was kind of random. Yeah, it was totally random, but it's out there. So if you want to maybe, we're going to call this our blast from the past um, for this week. And if you want to play Half-Life Rally, then go ahead and download the new version, because I'm sure there's people playing it right now. I haven't downloaded it yet, but I'm sure it kind of sparked a little bit of a boost in the community. Is it multiplayer only, or can you play um, on your own, sort of, against... It's multiplayer only, (laughs) from what I remember. It's just a racing game. For those who don't know, it was the original Half-Life racing game where they basically all they did was replace player models with cars and made friction um, a little bit more realistic for driving. But other than that, like it was fun. I remember playing Half-Life Rally and that was fun. It needed zombies. Do you you remember the bumper cars mod for Half-Life? Yes, I do. Oh man, that was so, that was like during the same time as Half-Life Rally. Mm Mm-hmm. No, that's another good mod. If you, if you want to play another game like Half-Life Rally, dear listener, download Bumper Cars. So, anyway, um, that's it for those releases. Now let's go on to the single-player releases brought to you by Planet Philip, of course. Um, <laughs> first up on the list is New Victim for Half-Life 2 Episode 1. Um, since you're the guest, Philip, why don't you just tell us about all these maps? <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, New Victim is a perfect description, because if you play it, you will be the victim, because it's not very good. It's really that simple. <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of those ones that um, my Russian gangster connections managed to get me, and uh, I've got four, and uh, the last one's coming out soon, which is going to be the best. But uh, New Victim is one of those, and I've definitely seen some of the end, ending maps in, released in other mods, and I couldn't find them, but I've definitely played them. But really, it's it's long, but it's not really very good. So I wouldn't recommend that. Have, have you, Thomas, have uh, you played it? William, have you played it? I've played it, yeah. And did you enjoy it? I don't it? think Thomas has. It was, it was okay. Um, oh, I just pulled my microphone off my face. Um, it was okay. It wasn't anything special. Like, like you said, there wasn't any. It was long, though. It was long for me, even, too. Um, but nothing special about it. There's no, nothing really to talk about. The 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 brushwork was just bland. Um, like just uh, pulling from memory. Um, one thing that really stood out was the wheel that you were turning for the water, and he just made it out of brushes. It just looked really really bad. I don't know why he just didn't use the standard Half-Life 2 model wheel, but maybe he didn't know how to use that properly. But regardless, um, like the the crank the cog wheel. That's what that's the word I was looking for. Um, 
But, I don't know, there's nothing really special to say about this. So let's move on to Dylan Holmcomb, two-hour challenge. Okay, so uh, I'm on Steam, and I'm like, I'm, I'm, you know, doing my stuff on PP, and I get, uh, Dylan comes on and says, I'm bored. And I'm like, oh, jeez, when you get to my age, you don't have time to be bored. Oh, I want something to do. It's like, okay. I'll, so I just sat there, and I just typed anything into Steam that I could think of. So I gave him this two-hour challenge. Um, he changed it slightly because I said to him that he had to use uh, every enemy twice and that there was only allowed to be one or two weapons. So he changed it to just two weapons, unlimited ammo, and he put a few uh, different um, enemies in there. I mean, it, it's not that bad. I mean, it's a very small. It'll take you maybe two or three minutes to finish. It doesn't yeah. really end, but he only spent two hours on it. And, you know, I, I think for a bit of fun, it was quite good. So, you know, he was hoping to be become famous and rich because of it but he's got his five minutes of fame being on podcast 17 but it's nothing what can you do in two hours huh i mean really well you played I it? Mean, it, yeah i played it it was, it was okay um i think he could have done a lot more in two more hours to be honest and maybe i'm just being picky or maybe i'm just not used to mapping for source but when i was mapping for for gold source i was able to put out like a pretty good map in two hours a little bit longer of a map um but it was still fun. I had fun. I mean, I just all I did was snipe with the crossbow and just killed everybody and then made it to the ending. Yeah, um, that's I what didn't I did. Use any other weapon? <laughs> I think so. It, it might have been the pressure, though, William. If I'd have said to you out of the blue, "Okay, you've got two hours to do this," orange textures only, and you like, you know, and of course, different mappers work differently. You know, some yeah. people could, you know, put things together really quickly. Others take their time and they do things in a different way. So it was a bit yeah, of fun. Yeah, actually. You make a good point. I, I would have to be in the mood to do something good in two hours. Like, I'd have to say, okay, I want a map right now. And then in two hours, I'd have something good. Whereas if somebody just told me, I probably wouldn't be in the mood for it, and I'd just probably turn out something that was really, really horrible. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, next on the list, uh, Mar Maria Haunted. I wanted to play this, but I didn't get to play it. Oh, no, you should. It's quite fun. So uh, Rito Sitmo is uh, the, the mapper. I've uh, published a few um, maps of his on PB before, and I got this email out of the blue saying, look, I made this with my sister and I uh, thought you might want to put it on. And I, and I played it. It was like, yeah, it was okay. I mean, I don't know how long he spent on it. Probably not that long. But um, it's, I got the impression that his sister was standing behind him with like a whip saying, I want this here. Now move this over here. <laughs> Uh, because he sort of said, basically, if you don't like it, it's my sister's fault. Um, it's not that bad. It's like maybe five or ten minutes. It's a bit of fun. It's, play it. It's it's fun. Yeah, so, it looks it looks really fun. It looks kind of uh, eerie, like freaky almost. It's not that scary. I mean, it's one of the... Do you remember a couple of episodes back, we talked about two mods called No Shelter and Defense or something? Yep. Yeah, they were terrible. I mean, really, they were terrible. I haven't put them on PP yet because they were so bad. But but this is much better. I mean, it, it's almost exactly the same thing. A house in a garden with a few zombies and you have to get down into the basement. But it's the implementation. And I've said that so many times before. It's not what you do. It's how you do it. And he's, he's done a good little job here. I, I liked it. Yeah, it looks really good from the screenshots that you've posted. And uh Going with that, what looks really good is Aftermath, which is the next map on our list for Half-Life 2. And this looks awesome. Yep, this is this is very good. This is a very professional-looking uh, release. I was quite surprised with this. Um, I, I don't know. It's, it's another one from Guildhall, and I've just posted a, a Guildhall map. Guildhall is a university that teaches game design. And one of the problems with these kind of maps is that 
I don't know if I'm allowed to use this word on the show, but they're too incestuous. I really get the feeling that they only um, beta test them amongst themselves and they never sort of get out of the house, a bit like me. And one of the problems is that <laughs> it's too limited. It's got that feel about it that it was play. It's designed by a modder, of course, for modders rather than for players. And there's almost too much thought that goes into it. And a little bit of a spoiler here. Um, so if you're interested in playing it, put fingers in your ears now. You can't kill the uh, helicopter at the end. You don't have a way. I mean, I cheated because I, when I'd finished it, I went back to see if it was possible. And if you impulse 101, you can get a rocket launcher and eventually you kill it. And it just seemed like, oh, just like, that's really frustrating. There's a, a great part where you smash into a, uh, a guard's cabin and that slides down the hill and breaks open the wall, which is a little bit silly. But besides that, it's, it's very nice. It's very nice to look at. Have you played it? I haven't played it yet, but it looks very nice, uh, very atmospheric, um, yeah. like coastline-ish. Yes. Thomas? Um, I haven't played it either, but I'm just looking at the screenshots, and I, I'm going to echo what William said. It looks kind of coastline-ish, and the only other game that really does coastlines is, well, you know, Coastline and Coastline 2, also known as Far Cry and Far Cry 2. <laughs> Um, so it was actually really nice to see this kind of atmosphere on the Source engine, and it's probably the only map that I'm going to go back and play from this week's show would be this one. Interesting. Okay. All right. I mean, it's very when you said coastline, um, the first thought that came to my head was Lost Coast because it almost has yeah, that same kind of length to. about it and that same kind of feel about it that it's really just to show you what we can do rather than I built this for you to play. It's very, it, in retrospect, it's very clearly a portfolio piece. Mm -hmm. um, and that's not meant to be a criticism, just an observation. Oh, yeah, that's okay. I mean, uh, I like portfolio pieces, and I like more professional pieces, too. I mean, I like the the experimental pieces the most. When uh, I, I mean, when, when there's an experimental map out there, and when people are making things just to toy with it, maybe from their game development degree or something, and it's not really made for mappers, I find that's when I have the most fun. Um, when I really have to type in console commands to play through the map, I'm fine with that, so long as it's supposed to be some experimental or portfolio piece. Because I've done that before um, at my university. I made uh, uh, an interactive uh, map where I hooked it up to a treadmill, and I recreated um, my visual arts building, and I hooked it up to a treadmill, and, you know, I had to do a whole bunch of console commands. I've never released something like that, but if somebody was really interested, I'd give it to them. Um, but other than that, I know I like that sort of stuff. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah. I mean, it's, and last it's on Sorry. Sorry. No. And last on Planet Philip is Research and Destroy. Yeah, this was, um, this was okay. I mean, it's not... Uh... Uh, a very long piece. It's much shorter than Aftermath, but it's not too bad. I, I actually, that reminds me, I keep meaning to go back and replay this one because at this sort of end, again, fingers and ears if you want to play this, you're sort of told, quick, get the heck out of here. And I want to see what happens if I stayed there because when somebody tells me to run, I run because I'm like, you know, stupid like that. And, uh, <laughs> and maybe there's something interesting that happens afterwards, but it's not very long. It's not the world's greatest map. It's, it's more of a play it later than a play it now. Interesting. And last on the release list is uh, a map that I found on one of my Russian sites. It's called 2009EB. I'm not sure what that means, but if you if you follow the link on our site, I'm just going to say this now, if you follow the link on our site, you can either auto-translate it through Google Translate or whatever, or just click the very, very first file front link. There's a link there, 
and it's a, the very first link in the forum post, and it's 2009eb.rar from Filefront, and you can download this. And what this is, from what it looked like on uh, city17.ru, um, it looked like some uh, New Year's 2009, almost a best-of release, but it's not a release of best-of maps. It's just some guy that released a whole bunch of random New Year's maps. I'm not quite sure how accurate my description of that is, but it's for Half-Life 1, and uh, it's out there. And I just thought I'd post it, because we like the Russian stuff. I like the Russian stuff. It's interesting. Yeah, I really like the random. Russian stuff. I've got some uh, some other Russian stuff to post this week, Detroit Mod. Do you remember you sort of... Yeah. Yeah, and there was another one that I've got. Um, I'm going to post those this week. Generally, the Russian stuff's quite interesting. I haven't played this because I just no, never got around to it. Yeah. Is it good? All right, so that... Uh, I haven't played it either. Um, oh, I haven't sorry. got around to it either. I, I saw it Saturday and yesterday. My, my day was pretty busy, so I didn't get to play anything really. Um, but next on our agenda is the Media Blitz, and we're going to go through this uh, fairly quickly again. Um, Black Sector Media Dump. Like I said, ModDB isn't working very well, so we're gonna. I have to go through this by memory. But uh, Black Sector is kind of a first-person almost... Oh, here it is. It just actually opened. Um, they released a whole bunch of media, a whole bunch of new uh, concept art, and a whole bunch of new models for their mod. It's kind of like, it almost reminds me of Halo meets Crisis. Um, they got a really, really, really nice uh, a really nice concept artist going on here, and uh, almost Gears of War-ish, too. Does anybody think Gears of War when they see this? Um, anyway, it looks really cool, and they, they released a new soundtrack. Um Black Sector gets a little bit of heat on ModDB for swearing in their profiles. Um, people don't think it's very professional, but I think it's fine. I don't know. They're not getting paid, so who cares, really? Um, but it looks cool. A lot of really cool stuff. Okay, so if yeah, I did. And please, 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 please rework your story. I'm sorry. It's just like the the concept art looks fantastic. And the idea, the concept behind it, you know, wanting to have this sci-fi feel about it is great, but the story really is lacking. And you got um, somebody who specializes in concept art, and you've got somebody who specializes in the music. Find somebody who specializes in the story, because, sorry, but I think it's rubbish. <laughs> but the, the art is awesome. Uh, yeah, it's fantastic. Really update from, from that. Yeah. Um, Next up, and I hate to bring this up again, a third episode in a row, but GoldenEye Source released another update. It's just ridiculous the amount of updates they're releasing. Um, this week, they released a nice little video, um, a new gameplay trailer, showing up uh, their new heads-up display and their new GUI elements. It just looks so nice. And uh, Beta 3 Gold on... Uh, actually, hold on. We like to announce that GoldenEye Beta 3 will be publicly available on February 7th. So they're releasing Beta 3 on February 7th. So keep your eyes tuned to that. I don't know what it was, but these guys must be on some sort of uh, like speed or something because they've released so much media over the past couple of weeks. It's ridiculous. Maybe they've been saving Thomas? it up. Yeah, Thomas. Uh, Anything? Yeah, like they've just been cranking it out like absolute mad. And this is an example of a design team that can not only crank it out but keep the quality of it incredibly high. Like you know when. GoldenEye Source releases a media update that you're going to see lots of eye candy, lots of features, lots of good stuff. And again, these guys do not disappoint. Yeah, of course. I saw it, um, I think it was on Friday. Um, GoldenEye Source was on the ModDB front page twice. 
like right back to back. And I messaged the mod DB staff mids. I was like, how is this even possible? And they're like, well, you know, they're releasing stuff. So <laughs> it was just so ridiculous how much stuff they're pumping out over the past couple of weeks. I hate bring, keep bringing it up, but I mean, I have to, right? Um, next on our list is Beer and Bow Videos and Maps. Uh, Beer and Bow is a mod that Podcast 17 loves very, very dearly. And uh, they released some screenshots of their new map, Dual Ruins, which kind of reminds me of uh, the map Aztec from Counter-Strike. And uh, they have a new, some new videos up of uh, showcasing some duels and showcasing some maps. And they're still looking for beta testers. So you can join their Steam community to be a part of their beta testing. So we always like to plug Beer and Bow because they are doing such an awesome job. How do you like this this new media, Thomas? Oh, uh, you know I'm loving it. Uh, although I'm still waiting. Like, I'm, I'm loving the new maps and stuff, but I'm still waiting to see something really, really new, like a new character or a yeah. new sword or something. Like, maybe there is, but the video quality kind of would hide a new sword. Like, it, I would really need to be showing it to, like, here's the new sword, now watch the video with it. Because if, <laughs> if there is something new and small like that, I probably won't catch it. But, you know, the, the new maps look great. Same quality that we've come to expect from that team. But I'm still waiting for something really big to come out of, it, of like, a huge update from them. Yeah, I mean, last week we were talking about their new model, the female ninja, or the female cyber ninja-ish what? player. <laughs> but uh, we haven't actually seen that in-game yet, so uh, <laughs> it's going to be interesting. <laughs> uh, Philip, what do you think about this? I mean, I, I know you don't play multiplayer, but how do you, how do you like the visuals? Yeah, it looks very nice. I mean, I, I can't really say any more than that because I haven't played it. Um, and the screens look very nice, and I do, I do, I really applaud people when they spend, you know, time making something like this, but it's just not something that I would play, so I don't really have a valid, um, a valid opinion, but it looks nice. That's okay. But yeah, why don't they convert it to, um, to, uh, SP, and then we can all play, and in fact, instead <laughs> of having swords, we should, we should swing around zombies, instead. <laughs> there you go, nailed the Hell, boards, maybe. Zombies have to be everywhere, don't they? Those are off, pal. You're getting an impersonation. Ah, <laughs> I'd be angry with you now, Thomas. <laughs> All right, next on our list is uh, Neptune, and they released uh, a trailer, not really a trailer, almost like a walkthrough video of their first video, of uh, their first maps. And Neptune is something that I'm kind of looking forward to. It, it kind, it's kind of like Bioshock meets um, almost Silent Hillish. Resident Evil. It's kind of a horror map, but you're on a you're on a boat, I think. Still, I don't know. It just reminds me of Bioshock a lot. And uh, they showed their video. It's nothing really too fancy, but what it does show is there's a lot of puzzle building and a lot of backtracking over their maps. You know, you get a key, you go back, you open the door, oh, no. you have to go get another key, that sort of oh, stuff, no. like a la Resident Evil. <laughs> oh no, that's not. I didn't want to hear that. That's not cool. <laughs> I like that sort of stuff, though. I really do. I don't know what it is, but I really like backtracking through it. Yeah. Well, no, their video actually looks decent, although they have an incredibly uh, high obsession with uh, dark rooms and square uh, brushwork. It's my only complaint. I think we're on a ship, though, so I can kind of warrant the square brushwork, but it still bugs me a little, you know? 
So mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see. Like but, this is their first bit of media that we've actually seen. So it still has a long way to go, I'm sure. So yeah. Um, but like I said, if if you're following this mod and if you like this sort of stuff, then check out the Neptune uh, demo. It's almost like I didn't want to watch it because it was kind of ruining it for me. It's the first couple of minutes of the first map, I guess. But uh, regardless, it's out there. Um, we're just gonna skip over the next thing, leave it to last. Um, and now we're going to talk about Arrangement video release. Um, Arrangement released a whole bunch of gameplay trailers slash videos slash whatever of uh, what they're working on for their next release. And wow, talk about revamping the entire Half-Life 1 engine. It's too bad that these videos are in such crappy quality and are so dark. But uh, they're doing some crazy things with particles. And I mean, Thomas, you follow Arrangement. Why don't you tell us about this? Right. So just uh, as a clarification... Although they did release a whole bunch of videos on their ModDB page, only the first one is new. The other ones okay. are older from either other places like the forums and the YouTube channel. So just to clarify, the main, only like the first two ones are really brand new. The other ones are older. Um, but yeah. Wow. <laughs> like, what else can you say? They're literally pumping so much into the gold source engine and they have run into very few problems and it just blows me away and i was actually most impressed with the first video to be honest i watched that one and then i kind of watched the other ones and i mean it was all kind of like the peak was the first video and things that that just spark my memory is you know the smoke particles and even like the glass shattering effect i i don't follow arrangement but i don't know if that's new or anything but the things they do with the engine that you you know you never see before i think it's better than the half-life 2 glass shattering effect the way they make glass shatter it's cool that for like you can see clearly in the first video they've got some uh, bugs still to sort out one of them being the muzzle flash but mm-hmm. one of the things that if they ever get around to doing it, it will really raise the bar for arrangement is that they need to start, you know, finding some modelers, animators, and skinners. Because as much as I love it, the, I have to keep bringing this up like a broken record that it's content from other games, and that really detracts from the experience for me, even when, when I was playing the betas. Right. Yeah, make your own stuff, really, is what you're getting at. Well, or at least disguise it better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and our second last media blitz uh, for this week is Planet Phillips Mod of the Year 2008 Review Competition. Tell us about this, Philip, and what's going on. Okay, so yesterday the Mod of the Year comp- um, finished on Planet Philip, and the reader's choice was Offshore. My choice was Intrusion. And uh, I was running a competition for people to win an orange box um, to write a review of their favorite mod, but I really didn't get very many entries. I got three. So I decided to revamp the competition and make it that you have to write a review of the Hall of Fame mods. So that's basically all the mods um, published on Planet Philip in 2008. And I've added a crisis. Um, Max Payne 1 and 2, and a sealed copy of Bet on Soldier. So there are five games to win, uh, not including the all of the ones in Orange Box. And all you need to do is you just need to re- write a review of one of the mods listed for the Hall of Fame. And the winner 
will be the more the review that inspires me to replay that particular mod. So what you need to do is <laughs> is somehow give me a new perspective on that mod, you know, through interesting observations or you know um, thoughtful insights or something. So that's really the uh, the competition. You got until the end of February, and if if there's a winner, and I stress that there will only be an if because if I only get like three entries. And one of them is like, play it, play it, play it, play it, play it, play it, play it. Then we're definitely not going to have a winner. But if there's a winner, <laughs> I'll post the games to wherever you live and um, we'll see what happens. I've press released all of the other big sites, but I don't know whether it will get published or not. This is one of the problems of being a little itty bitty site like Planet Philip is that often things like this, which are quite good, I think, don't get publicized. So people don't know there's a competition. I mean, I know most people can already have the orange box, but surely they've got a friend or who wants it, you know? Mm-hmm. Of course. So Phil- Now, we know this is a trick competition, though, Philip, because you don't replay anything. Give me a break. <laughs> no, no, I don't. You're right. All right. But <laughs> but this is this is the one where I'm going to think, oh, okay, yeah, no, I will. I'll replay this. So that's why it's a really hard competition. To get me to replay something is like, wow, that's tough. Not even yeah, Pirate gonna Thomas could do that. <laughs> so do you want my Nick address actually- now or when I win? <laughs> You'll just be on a, a boat in the lakes with the black and white skull and crossbones. I know what your address is, Thomas. Yeah, you can find me around the east coast of Madagascar in the summer. Madagascar! Yeah. Oh, Nick sorry. actually wrote, Nick wrote in chat when I played... This mod, I was surprised to discover that it randomizes every time you play it into a completely different map. <laughs> Would that convince you to play it again, Philip? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I guess, I guess you'd have to. I guess you'd have you'd have to append another rule that the review has to be true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, I've played them all, so you know he can't write something like that. But that's a good one. Currently, that's in first place. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, last on our Media Blitz is Age of Chivalry uh, released a new map called The Cursed Land. And the reason I saved this till last is because this map that they released on their ModDB profile really reminds me of The Curse. And uh, The Curse is who we're going to be interviewing next. And we got Gabber on the show. Uh, Gabber, how you doing? Hi. How's everything going with you and The Curse? Why don't you tell us what the curse is and uh, what people can expect from this mod for the people who don't know what it is. Uh, the curse is uh, mostly about uh, trying out a new melee combat mechanics. So the it's really about that. Uh, it's uh, your, you control your weapon with a mouse. It's uh, something like, like you play a Wii game. Yeah, I, I, I noticed that too, and that's how you described it to us when we, you gave us the beta. But it uh, it takes place in sort of an Egyptian themed uh, in Egyptian theme. Am I correct? Yes, that's the packaging. <laughs> yeah, is there is there going to be uh, any other types of themes, or is it just going to? Are you just sticking to Egyptian theme? Uh, it's just Egyptian. Mm-hmm. And tell us more about the combat system. Uh, actually. Just out of experience, uh, to be to clarify a little bit, we got myself, Thomas, Philip, and Nick got a good beta test of this mod, and uh, 
we I actually really liked the combat system. I mean, uh, when when you approach an enemy, it locks onto them, and you control the swings of your weapon with the strokes of your mouse. Like you said, like you said, just like the Nintendo Wii. And it was actually really, really interesting. Um, what what gave you the idea for doing something like that? Uh, it just came. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I just always wanted to create something uh, more intense uh, like this. Because uh, <laughs> in, in every game, you, you know, just press the button and that's all and it's uh, different <laughs> it's, it's totally it is very different, different. oh okay yeah, wait wait yeah. once wait one second there's weapons in this mod you didn't get the weapon <laughs> just one <laughs> i i just i played with the hand i just played like for like an hour with the hand Am I, oh my god i'm so stupid what weapons are there uh, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't read the email philip yeah, I'm a bit like the people who don't read emails, but... <laughs> okay, so tell me, what weapon is there? I'm curious now. Uh, just uh, one uh, mace. And oh, no, I, spent the whole... I killed with everything it. with my hand, bare hands. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. When I started using this hand thing and it wouldn't kill the, the mummies, I spent the rest of the time knocking around objects and firing objects at the mummies, and it killed them really quickly. So every time I went into a new room, I had to fire one of those urns that are normally standing outside the room into each new room in case there wasn't another one in there. Oh, I'm just <laughs> a knob. <laughs> uh, in, the, in the final version, there will be some tutorial or something. So uh, Right, don't worry. <laughs> Most people aren't as stupid as I am, so don't worry. No, it's all right. You weren't alone. I did the exact same thing until I was stuck in one room where there was four zombies. I was surrounded, and I didn't have any props to throw at them. And I just started randomly clicking buttons, and I discovered the mace. And I'm like, whoa, what's this? <laughs> okay, I'm opening the email right now while you yeah, guys ask Gavin more questions. Well. Because I'm going to read it to the listeners yeah, just yeah. to prove how retarded you guys are. Because yeah, it is right there in the email. I feel sorry for for Gabber. I am so. The other is a spiked so mace, and that's the complicated one. You can switch between the two. Blah 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 blah. Who reads emails nowadays? Seriously. <laughs> it says when you activate the mace, the helmet also appears in the player view. And you get held in no as well. Around, oh crap! <laughs> <laughs> you see, at least I found that, Philip. Ah, oh, shut up. <laughs> Ten minutes and I'm like the, the you know, the village idiot already. <laughs> okay, so we without the base, I had a lot of fun. Uh, I had a lot of fun. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, it's, um, it's beautiful. It, it really is beautiful to look at. I mean, have you made this yourself, Gabor? Uh, yes, yes. Every everything you've done, the uh, textures, the pictures. Wow! Uh, I really uh, congratulate. Uh, thank you. Because it's, it is yeah, beautiful. I mean, it does look like it's been made by a team, don't you think, guys? Yeah, I would totally agree. Mm -hmm. So you're doing everything, even the PR releases by yourself, Gabber? Uh, yes. Wow. Tell us a little bit about that. How do you find the time to do Because I know, you know what? The big <laughs> thing about Curse is, uh, is, you know, your PR releases. You have amazing little wallpaper things and uh, almost like advertisements. 
I never seen like really good media releases like you guys, like you do. I say you guys, but it's just you. <laughs> um, and tell us how do you find the time and how you find the skills to do all this stuff. I mean, you do everything. Wow. Uh, I'm just. It's all on on the fly. Nothing uh, design uh, or. So so it's all on the fly and quick and dirty work, really. <laughs> oh, it's it's not dirty. It's excellent. <laughs> And I love the the sky. Has that ever been done before in a Source engine? Oh, I haven't noticed I don't it before. Think so. I don't think so. I yeah, mean, tell us not... about this. Yeah, go. Sorry. Tell us about the sky. Sorry, William. Yeah, and the uh, nightmare mode actually, more so the nightmare mode. And how does that work for each map? Oh, uh, the the so the nightmare mode is not fully designed yet. So there are currently three versions of it, and I. I just couldn't decide uh, what will be the final one, so uh, uh, <laughs> that's all about the nightmare mode currently. <laughs> what made you choose the? Uh, sorry, William. What made you choose the um, Egyptian theme? Are you like an Egyptologist, or just like a hobby, or what? Egypt. Uh, no, it's just uh, it. It got the the Egypt style got certain qualities which which are uh, seemed fitting for this mod like i can reuse a lot of uh, things like like there is these statues and i can use the same statues to decorate the textures with it or the columns and such so it just uh, it helped me uh, create quickly a lot of uh, assets and things right makes your life easier almost uh, yes <laughs> So, one thing that's really prominent in the curse and uh, that I noticed right away is the puzzle element. And are you trying to create a more puzzle-based mod, um, a more puzzle-based single-player mod, or are you trying to make a more action-based mod, or maybe a mixture of the two? Uh, uh, the mixture. <laughs> I try to balance the action with some hopefully interesting puzzles. <laughs> And I mean, the beta that we played, it was almost like a scavenger hunt. I, rem I remember playing through it and uh, getting to a part where I thought I was done. And then I kind of backtracked through the levels and had to find all these buttons. Is that something you're going to be rolling with throughout all the other maps? Or is that just something specific to the test that we played? Uh, uh, so all the levels are similar like this. But uh, the buttons are just something temporary. There was something... Uh, different. I just don't know what will be. <laughs> oh, I will see. Because I, sorry. Sorry. Will the final version have a story? I mean, I'm not sure. You know what part I played? Whether I played a part from the beginning or in the middle or something. Uh, that's uh, a secret currently. Okay. Because, uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. I know I know Thomas didn't really like the buttons, so I'm glad. I'm sure he's glad to hear about the buttons being yeah, only temporary. I, as soon as I heard the buttons are temporary, I'm like, oh, thank God, I will be able to get off at the next stop and leave, fill up on the tiny bus, you know? Uh, because, man, look, like when I talked to Will on Gmail Talk, and I'm like, what am I supposed to do? And he's like, oh, you need to go and find all these buttons. And I'm like, what buttons? And he's like, don't talk to me until you've found the buttons. And I found one. And I knocked over everything. And William is talking to me. Oh, you know, you need to do this. And 
do that, and like, here's a button here, and I'm like, what? There's too many buttons! <laughs> I'm surprised I found them all. But uh, I guess that, that leads me into my next question. Um, how difficult would you say this mod is going to be in terms of the puzzle the puzzle elements? Because I found finding those buttons ra rather hard. Um, is, is there going to be something... I know those are only temporary, but is that going to be some... Sorry, is the difficulty going to be permanent uh, throughout? Uh, but because because these buttons, although the buttons are temporary, but uh, the buttons are for the nightmare mode, so uh, I, I think it's it's fine. It's it difficult to to find them, so yeah. Oh, I see. Okay, so hold on, just to make sure I'm on the right page. So when we play through the map, and we played through the map once. You get you get to that little portal thing. Is that the end of easy mode? Yeah, yes, you can go proceed oh. to the next level and uh, yeah, so. So finding the buttons um, it, starts a sort of just, extreme mode. It's just an option to. And <clears throat> once the oh, nightmare mode sense. starts, does it then continue on to the next level? Uh, no. Okay. And what benefit to the player is there for? completing the nightmare mode do i receive any extra health or uh, yes and then an extra ending if you you unlock all the nightmare modes in all, all the levels there will be a different yes. a totally different ending totally different ending if you complete the nightmare modes yes. and the yes. artwork that you've used is it um authentic uh no <laughs> i think you just created it yourself you're a genius. Seriously, the uh, stuff yeah, you've you made are. is fantastic. Uh, you know, <laughs> I collected a, an, an extremely lot of uh, references, but but uh, then it's uh, I realized it, it takes much more time to make it authentic. So I I I create uh, not not authentic uh, things. Oh, that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I have to admit that I had a lot of negativity before I started to play this mod. Because, uh, I mean, I'm not going to go into a long ramble, but for me, most of the stuff that that we talk about on Podcast 17 has got nothing to do with Half-Life. It just, it's connected to the engine. So generally, it's like, oh, you know, Age of Chivalry and this, you know, it's like, I, I like Half-Life. So oh, this is going to be like, it looks beautiful, but it's like Egyptian. Oh, I don't want to play an Egyptian game. All right, let me try it. I've got to try it. It's not fair not to. And it's like, wow, this is really, really cool. So... You managed to convert me, which is hard enough anyway. But oh. me with negativity oh. is uh, a real, a real big thing. I mean, I'm really, I'm really excited about this mod more than any other non Half Life mod that I've seen. There you go. Wow, you have that's that's a hard stamp of approval to get. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to, I just want to explain the nightmare mode to the listeners because uh, it is kind of a complicated thing. Um, just to get people hyped up because it's it's really cool. It's a really cool um, replayability effect. So you play through the map, and then uh, if you find all the secrets, essentially, you enter nightmare mode, and you can replay the map, and the whole map changes. That's such a cool idea. How hard is that to do? Like the floor drops out in certain areas, um, the sky map, the sky box changes colors. Um, you get different enemies in different areas. Uh, you know, it just becomes a lot scarier and a lot eerier. How hard is that for you to accomplish in, uh, like, a map? Do you have to, play, uh, I guess, uh, lay out your uh, whole map before you go ahead and do that? Uh, no, but uh, it's a lot more playtesting. 
Yeah. So it's, it's double double the time. Mm, it's almost like you're playing through the whole map again. So it, uh, I would assume it's almost like recreating the whole map again, right? Uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thomas, you have any more questions? Uh, no, I'm just really going to be looking forward to the release of this. Like, uh, I was kind of in the same boat as Philip. I was like, well, I've seen it looks good, but I'm not too sure if I was going to enjoy it. And then when I started to play it, I'm like, oh, okay, this is fun. And other than the whole button fiasco, which I've already gone over, I was like, yeah, I would totally download this and play this. Interesting. Okay, so, um, Gabor, what what's your background? I mean, uh, are you do you work in the game industry, or, or what other mods have you made? I'm curious because, with all due respect, I've never heard of you. Not you've probably never heard of me as well. So, you know, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I, I worked in the game industry, but currently not. But uh, okay. I worked for around uh, see ten years. But uh, just a regular artist. Or okay, no, I, I don't mean to be too personal, but the quality of your work is, is obviously better than most that we see, so I'm just curious whether you have that background. And ha have you created any other mods? Uh, no, <laughs> because uh, 10 years ago when I was a Quake 1, I created Deathmatch map for Quake 1 and, and hired by a company, so from that moment on I... I never had the time to create something, but uh, lately I, I have free time again, so I immediately started something because I like creating uh, these small things, games and levels. So you got hired by a game company after making a Quake 1 level? Uh, yes. Wow, it must have been oh. a fantastic Quake 1 level. What was it called? Yeah, really. Um, yes. What was it called? Oh, it's something uh, simple and uninteresting. I think NDM1 <laughs> or something stupid. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> if you remember, you should tell us because there's probably lots of people who'll be thinking, well, I want to play this level. If this, this one level got a guy a job, I want to play this one. Mm -hmm. so, and this is your first mod in a Source Engine, so you've gone from Quake 1 to Source. I'm so impressed. Yeah, that is a that is a big jump. <laughs> In fact, uh, there's a, I hate you a little bit as well because I keep talking about making stuff, but you've done it. Wow. Any other questions, Philip? Yeah, when's it going to be released? I want to play it. Come on, hurry up. When's it going to be released? Uh, <laughs> well, uh, this this March. This March. This March. Oh, wow. fantastic! Uh, really? It looks like currently. <laughs> wow. And how many levels will it have? At least 150. Yes. Yeah. Uh, just three. <laughs> just three? No, that's fine. Just teasing you, I'm sorry. Okay. And once it's released and it's popular, do you think, if it's popular, assuming it will be, will you make more levels? Will you open it up to the community? Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, definitely. That, that's the plan, if it will be popular. What, to make mm -hmm. more levels yourself or allow other modders to make more levels? Oh, uh, I, I never talked about it but it's it's a good idea yeah <laughs> both because <laughs> yes, yes. yeah. i think hmm. this kind of be this this might be sort of one of the mods that people say actually that's a really interesting theme concept it might be fun mm. to make you know your own maps for it you agree yeah. guys yeah yeah i think yeah. 
what what's really unique about this mod is that it has that it has dynamic difficulty, and you don't see that a lot. I mean, when you start a game, uh, you say like, I want to be easy, I want to be hard, um, I want to be medium, whatever. Um, but in this game, you can actually choose through the level. You can say like, all right, uh, I want to get into nightmare mode, and when to get nightmare mode, it plays you through the hard difficulty. Um, so it's not really, it's it's more immersive. And I think a lot of people are going to like that. A lot of people are going to like recreating their maps in different difficulties almost. Yeah. And of course, it's it's um, in the same way that if you're an idiot like me, it's really hard if you don't use all the weapons. So don't forget that aspect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Nick, our little Nickopedia, um, tracked down your original map. Um, uh, Chaos yeah, Dungeons. Uh, yes, that's for Quake 3. Yeah, For Quake 3. And then we oh! have your... Uh... So you lied oh. to us, Gabor. You said it was Quake 1. What other secrets uh, do you have? Huh? Uh, yes, I forgot this. Yes. So I think <laughs> I'm sorry, two yeah. or three levels for Quake 3. Uh, three deathmatch levels. I'm sorry. Okay. I've been taking it's a lot of medicine some... lately. So I'm a little bit high at the moment. <laughs> yeah. But that's cool. So you have a lot of experience. Well, we definitely look forward to the curse. I mean, uh, a couple episodes back, I was almost quoted saying that the curse is my most anticipated of 2009, even higher than Black Mesa Source, in my opinion. I really liked it. Um, I had a fun time. Even though we just played a beta, um, I mean, there wasn't much to play, which is what I expect from a from a private beta. But it was nice. I really enjoyed the visuals of this mod. It was so beautiful. Just like the screenshots. But we didn't get to see the worm monster. Actually, I want to ask you about that. The worm monster that comes up from the ground in your in your videos. How yeah. do you create something like that? Is that just one giant model on the ground and it just comes up uh, and reforms? It, yes, that's just a model. But the, the worm dude is, is really buggy currently. <laughs> it, so our... Is it yes. going to be in the March release then? Oh, I, I, I hope, but it contains the most bugs in the game currently. So, <laughs> yes. Well, I, I, I have to say that thing is uh, definitely the one of the greatest models I've ever seen in any Half-Life Two mod. Is that worm demon that comes up <laughs> from the ground? It just forms right in front of you. It's cool. Thanks. Very cool. Anyway, um. So where can people go to find out more about the curse? I think the best is the ModDB page because the the official web page is uh, it's, it's kind of static and not much stuff there. But the, the ModDB page is the, the best. Awesome. All right. Well, we definitely look forward to it. I mean, God, this mod looks awesome. And if you haven't checked out the curse, dear listener, uh, check it out now. You should, you should already be looking at the images while we talk about this stuff. It's like an interactive podcast. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, wow, the curse looks awesome. That's all I have to say. just looks awesome. This, I don't know whether it's possible on ModDB, but uh, this um, mod would uh, benefit from uh, some of those panoramic images that I use on PP sometimes. But anyway, that is our interview with uh, Gabber from The Curse. Like I said, we look very much forward to this mod, and uh, maybe we can have you on the show after it's released and see what kind of uh, um, acclaim you get. See if you like, see if you can pimp your mod a little bit more, because that's always fun to do. 
And uh, and I think that's about time to wrap up the episode. Uh, that was a very good episode. Short, but good. We got a lot of talking done. A lot of good discussion. And uh, tune in next week, of course. We will be interviewing. We will have a, a spliced interview um, from Soul Father, the creator of Creeds. And we will have Mud a Sheep, the uh, creator, if I can schedule it. Can't say for sure yet. Cross, fingers crossed. Um, from Halfquake and Halfquake Amen and Halfquake Sunrise and all the Halfquake series. So that should be really interesting. I want to pick his brain. He's going to be an interesting fellow. It's going to be crazy. Um, I'd like to thank... Obviously, Thomas, thank you for being on the show again. Yor, I need to get back on me boat now. <laughs> All right, and you can go back into the high seas. Yar. <laughs> I like to thank Philip for coming back for um, this special episode. Well, thank you for inviting me. I need to get back on my bus, apparently, where all the uh, knobs are. You can't play games. The short bus. Yeah, the bus that floats as well, apparently, as well. I'm not really sure about that, but... <laughs> <laughs> and of course I'd like to thank uh, Gabber for coming on the show to talk to us about Curse oh, thank you oh no problem and Nick of course our producer who is here finding out information and tracking things down <laughs> and uh, I'd like to thank the listeners for uh, listening and of course you can contact us www.podcast17.com uh, you can comment on all our podcasts current or past maybe future if you have a DeLorean um, but that's a whole different story. Um, and of course, you can email us at feedback at podcast17.com to give us, I don't know, questions, comments, concerns. Also, if you're a video editor, like we said at the beginning of the show, we are looking for a video editor. I know there's some out there. Don't ignore me. I know you're out there. And of course, you can check out our forms by clicking the form link at the top of www.podcast17.com and it will redirect you to the Half-Life Creations forums where we have a whole bunch of very cool discussions and uh, you can talk to Aaron DeKiller who's pretty much always on our forums. That's that's the guy who misses you, Philip. Yeah, he's the only one though. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so without further ado, this is another episode out. Oh.